0: Welcome back to Shore Sports Talk here on 94.3 The Point, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management. I am Vin Avenue, and here with me this morning is Michael Huber, a certified mental performance coach based in Monmouth County and also host of the Freshman Foundation podcast. You can check out wherever you go and listen to podcast. And as we're heading through June, uh, school getting out and out, um, unless you're doing some sort of, you know, summer type activities at school, we are still at school in some way, all good to go. But we're looking ahead to summer here, so you figure a lot of the seasons have wrapped up, at least at the high school level, and even to a lot of degrees at the college level now, so you're kind of looking into summer league action and everything else. So Mike, I figure this time around, as we're sitting here chatting, talk about maybe some things that, um, you know, the high school athletes or middle school athletes who are going either into eighth grade or going into the high school level things that they should be doing over the course of a summer because i feel like it's difficult at that age too you're like you want to go and have fun you want to go whatever to the water rides and to on big vacations and trips and everything uh but then you got those athletes that just boom want to go work out all summer (laughs) so yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, listen, time is precious, even for somebody who's a teenager uh, and they want to get the most out of their summer. And I think, first and foremost, I think you want kids to have a good time. You want them to recover from the school year. You want them to get a little bit of bit of a break. But at the same time, there probably are some things you could be doing from a mental perspective to be preparing for the next school year, the next season, right? So one of those things is reflection, right? Thinking about your past school year, thinking about your last season, what went well, what didn't go well, what do you wanna get better at, right? Just simply like sort of reflecting on how it went, right? And then from there, you can start to maybe build in some things like what are my goals for next season, right? Like what do I Mm -hmm. wanna accomplish? How am I going to accomplish those goals? What can I control, right? Starting to think about the process of how you're going to get better and then maybe trying to bring in a new skill, right? Like whether that's a physical skill, um, it could be a mental skill, like working on a breathing practice. It could be working on meditation. Very, very simple things, but like those three things, reflection, right, goal setting, and then building maybe a new skill mentally, like that doesn't take a lot of time, but it could be a huge value add in terms of how you progress into the next sports season.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, for I guess some sports is they to sort of continue on into the summer, uh, more so like sports like baseball and softball. You know, you get the little league levels going and playing all summer now. For really, for the next couple months, depending on you know how good the team is right. and where they go, and then softball as well. Uh, but with those two spring sports, sometimes they continue on in the summer. And if you find yourself even at the high school level, like, you know what? I, I just need whether it's going out and playing fun, just need a little more more taste of it. Um, you feel like you need to play more to finish developing some skills, work in the off-season, if you will, from school by playing um, in the summer, in a summer type of league or whatever. Do you think um, it I is more specified to, I guess, the individual athlete to say, all right, hey, you know what? Physically, I feel okay. And maybe some of these leagues start with like a two-week break or whatever, uh, that they could just hop right into it and just go boom. And with less pressure, I guess, on some of these um, recreational type leagues or summer type leagues where they can maybe get something just by going through it. Almost like, I guess, like a Major League Baseball spring training. Sometimes you get those days where pitchers throw nothing but curveballs and changes not because uh, and you see, oh, well, hey, they gave up five runs. Well, maybe they're just trying to work on their grip and location and everything else. Hitters, the same thing. Maybe they just want to work on on bunts or something like that. That athlete's in baseball and softball especially, can use recreational leagues in the summer to relax a little bit, maybe work on some skills, take those days where they're only doing one or two type of things?
1: Yeah. Well, I I think, you know, first and foremost, I think it does depend on the athlete. I think it depends on the age group. Mm. Um, Because I think the kids who are playing baseball and softball in high school are playing in travel leagues in the summer. Like, As I've come to learn, like a lot of recruiting happens in that space. And so sometimes the pressure of performing in the summer is actually greater than that of the pressure during a high school season. Hmm. But I think you make a good point, right? I think it's all how you view it, right? If you're coming in and looking at the summer as a time to get better, to develop, right, you might be working on one or two things without worrying about what the outcomes and the results are, right? I'm not worried about my stats. I'm not worried about necessarily even winning and losing at some level I'm worried on worried about working on getting the reps to get better at a particular element of my game and if you can be okay with that and accept that that gives you a chance to get better without necessarily fe- feeling the pressure of I have to perform and generate you know result statistics that I'm going to stress out about
0: and and speaking of pressure too I guess in making that decision um, maybe depending on the grade level especially okay you're Done sophomore year, maybe you're going into junior year, or I guess especially may feel some pressure if you're going into junior and senior year. With like, okay, what do I do this summer to maximize um, on my potential to be able to take those next steps to get noticed by colleges? So that at the very least, they're saying, the coach will say, you know what, well, you could walk on, try out, and kind of thing. Or like, okay, should I spend my summer lifting weights, working out a lot, or should I? Find a travel league or a summer recreational league to play ball, to pitch, or to do whatever. Um, ha- what would you recommend to athletes trying to figure out their best plan this summer, with not wanting to overload themselves, but also trying to make the right decision? Like if they, you know, go all in, say, you know what, I'm going to work out every day, and that's going to be my plan of action this summer, uh, or I'm just going to play ball all summer. Just kind of one or the other, with trying to make the right decision without. Or I guess maybe lowering the chances that they'll look back a month from now and say, you know what, maybe I should have did the other thing instead.
1: Yeah, it's really it's a really good question. I, I think it's I think there's a, f- a few elements of making that decision. Right, one is you know trust your instincts. Right, I think nobody knows even as, as a teenager. Right, nobody knows you better than you. Right, so you have to like really look at yourself honestly. This kind of goes back to the reflection point of mm-hmm. like, hey, what do I really need to get better at, right? Because that's going to help you to prioritize. You know. Secondly, I think it's asking the people around you that you trust, like, what do you think I should do? What do you think I need to get better at, right? Like, not everybody. You don't need 100 opinions, but you might go to a trusted coach or you might go to one of your instructors. You might go to your parents and say, hey, what do you think I need to get better at? What am I going to focus on? And then I think you know, ultimately, wherever you land, like to me, like one of the things I've heard is like you know, when, when especially if you're like a junior going to senior year and you're not committed or you don't have an offer yet, like focusing more on what you can control, meaning like working on things like body language, um, you know, uh, you know how you 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 carry yourself on the field, like controllable stuff, because if a coach is out there recruiting you, they know that you have the ability at mm. least at a baseline for them to be looking at you how do you handle adversity how do you handle the things that you can't control and 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 show yourself to be mature right like that's these are like you know really really simple basic things that you can do but i think it helps the athlete to sort of just make things a little bit simpler rather than getting so complicated or get so caught up in like i'm not sure what to do that it actually creates more anxiety
0: Yeah, no idea exactly. Like, oh, man, should I do this, 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 or that? Or if I do this, will I end up doing that? And (laughs) I feel like it's just a lot for a young mind to try and figure out um, the best path forward, especially if they want to play in the next level. I mean, if you're going out there maybe to just whatever, you know, I want to play some ball this summer, just have some fun. I kind of know what I want to do or know where I'm going. I don't want to play sports beyond high school. I want to get better and have fun. but I don't want to push it this summer. I want to be able to enjoy my summer. And then you have the athletes that are really trying to have a, whatever, a a dominant junior or senior high school season come the fall, excuse me, or by next spring um, where they're like, okay, I need to do something now so that I'm ready for that. So I feel like there's just like different types of athletes that are trying to figure out what their plan of action is going forward. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. Listen, and and there's no, there's never a perfect, choice, right? There's always going to be, you know, you're going to make a choice based on the information that you have today. Mm. And you might look back on it and go, I could have done something differently. But, you know, I think understanding and accepting that like, hey, I got to make a choice and there's going to be a consequence, good or bad. But like, once you make that choice, you know, the advice I would give is commit to it, right? Like I need to get stronger this year. That's the most important thing, you know. I need to put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle because I'm undersized or I'm a little bit behind. So do it, right? Go for that, right? Focus on that, right? Don't try to do that and then do 10 other things. Do that really, really well. Go play. Try to get comfortable in your body now that you're putting on this size and strength and see what happens. And then you look back on it at the end of the summer and say, what went well, right? Reflect back on it. What did I do well? How did, did I achieve my goals? Why didn't I, what, what went well, right? Like looking at that and just constantly reevaluating yourself and saying like, Hey, like, what did I do well?" Cause I think one of the things I find with young athletes, and, and I think this is just human beings in general, is mm. we tend to focus so much on the things that we didn't do well and the mistakes that we made. And yeah. we kind of beat ourselves up. Like I could have done this better versus going like, Hey, you know what? Like I had a really good summer. Like I didn't do everything perfectly. But, like, I got a lot done. Like, I got a lot of stuff done. I'm better than I was three months ago. And I think if you look at it that way, just from that perspective, it makes things a little bit easier to deal with rather than just focusing on all the the gloom and doom of, like, <laughs> I haven't done this. You know, like, I screwed up.
0: D- to the uh, to a couple points you made there, would creating a schedule or a plan of action uh, both help physically and mentally with saying, all right, instead of trying to figure out week to week or day to day, what am I going to do today with – Putting together a schedule now, you know, here in June to say, all right, you know what? Uh, here's what I'm going to do this summer. Maybe for those playing a predominantly spring sport, baseball, softball, whatever. Um, here's what I'm going to do over the summer to, you know, get some extra swings in or throw some extra pitches, whatever. Or for those who are playing a fall sport, uh, football, cross country, uh, something like that, where like you, and I know just from doing cross country a little bit or preparing for it in college you need to just kind of build up over the sum of your mileage and everything. So um, aside from the physical demands and putting together a schedule, okay, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays I'm going to do this, or whatever it is, that putting together a schedule or a plan of action now for whatever athletes are doing, whether it's uh, they're playing sports in all the fall, the winter, and the spring, or one season, whatever, that putting together a schedule, a game plan, an hour each day, whatever it is, do you think that that can not only help the physical part of things, but also the mental part with prevent, preventing any anxiety because they already have a plan in place. They don't have to worry.
1: Yeah. I, I, yes. I think planning is can be a really valuable tool. I think it depends on the person too, right? Some people do better with a really, really structured schedule. And if you know that about yourself, right, you could map out every day, like this is what it looks like. Maybe some people don't do as well with that. Maybe it creates anxiety for them because they have a schedule that says like, now I have to do this. So maybe you block out, like say, hey, this week I want to work, you know, I want to put 10 hours into my training. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter where you do it, but I just got to get 10 hours done, right? So I think everybody's different. And then I think thinking about accountability in the process, right? Like, am I holding myself to account? Do I need somebody else to help me to do that, right? And then tying it, always tying it back to what's my, what's my big goal, right? Like what's my long term goal, right? That's going to be a source of motivation, right? Because some people look at schedules and go, "Oh goodness, I got to do this again every day. I got to wake up early, right?" Versus looking at it, it goes like, "Well, I, I get to wake up early because I want to go, because I'm I'm working towards, you know." A college scholarship or i'm working towards you know the draft or whatever it is that you're doing right like how do you using that schedule to motivate yourself to achieve your goal rather than looking at it as a like you know uh you know uh, uh, a
0: sentence right like i get up and do this <laughs> <Exactly. Right? laughs> sometimes like too structured where yeah you feel like every day is a, it's like a job exactly um and there's not really much room for fun all of a sudden by the time you're done dinner, you're like exhausted and you're ready for bed as opposed to like, oh, hey, you know, I feel like whatever, going to the boardwalk tonight or going, you know, to hang out with my friends or whatever. You're just kind of fried.
1: Yeah, exactly (laughs) right. And that's where something like might be like, hey, listen, if I put an hour of a day in or two hours a day in toward what I'm trying to accomplish, it doesn't matter what I do it. If I do it, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm done by noon, well, now I can go to the boardwalk at night and, and say, I did my work today, I got everything done you know, or maybe you have a job and then you're done at two o'clock and you work out for two hours and then you take a nap and then you go out, you know, and you go have fun at night. Like you can have that balance. And that's where like scheduling and planning really comes in handy is like, Hey, I have some structure. I just know I need to do this, but I can also make time for myself to have fun and not feel like the summer's <laughs> going to be all work and no play. And now I'm depressed or I'm demotivated.
0: And, and to that point as well, do you think that time away, I mean, athletes, certainly you want to get better, you want to have fun or whatever, but do you think that those times away over the course of a summer, whatever day had go to a ball game or going to the water park or an amusement park uh, a weekend trip away or a whole week off going on a family vacation or something like that that time spent away from playing sports or working out could actually benefit an athlete long term, both physically and certainly mentally
1: definitely yeah, I think recovery is one of the hardest things to talk to a young person about because I think there is a, a general impression that we always have to be doing more because the guy or the girl on the other side of me is going to be always working. So I have to work and I have to work harder and do more. But a lot of times your ability to perform at the level you want requires you to step away and take a break and give yourself a week off and not touch a weight or or not go on the track or whatever and go have other elements of your life that make you happy because I think one of the things that comes up all the time in my work is young people are so connected to their sport and that's such a big part of who they are that there's nothing else right and when things don't go the way they want them to Right, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a shock to the system, right? Their is threatened because, like, well, I'm an athlete. This is the most important thing in my life, and now I'm not good at it. Like, what does that say about me? Versus, hey, I'm an athlete, but I'm also all these other things, and I have other elements in my life. It just sort of balances things out. The perspective,
0: exactly. You kind of become lost in, like, hey, uh, oh, I'm a, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. Like, you're 15, 16, 17 years old. There's You know, you got your schoolwork, whatever, you just at the same time trying to enjoy whatever, being a kid, being a teenager and having fun, going out with your friends, too. um, Before you get to those days where whatever, maybe you are a professional athlete, maybe you are a collegiate athlete, maybe you have a big time job with, you know, the real world responsibilities that uh, that you and I face and everybody else (laughs) as well. So it's like enjoy being, you know in high school at that age.
1: Yeah, and I think it's sort of, you know, the other, we haven't talked about this, but I think the other thing I think of is just like being a one-sport athlete versus being a multi-sport athlete, right? Yeah, I'm a football, baseball player, softball player, whatever, or I'm an athlete, which is like I play football in the fall, and I play basketball in the winter, and I play baseball in the spring. That's much less common today than it was When I was growing up, probably when you were growing up. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think being able to do different things and get away from your primary sport and, like, be a kid and have fun with your teammates and, like, just get away, like, that's less common, but that's also another way to sort of defray some of the the, the stress that comes with maybe being a one-sport athlete all year round. This is all I do, and it's the only thing that matters.
0: And I think over the summer, you could have some fun playing other sports whatever, in your backyard, recreationally. I know um, when I was playing football in high school, we took a uh, really between like July and August. It was a couple days a week, as long as it was nice. We'd head to the beach like 7 a.m., um, like go 7 to 9, you know, run some drills, but it would be a lot of working out or whatever, and then we'd have like these little games on the beach, you know, races and stuff like that. Winter gets to, you know, take a dip in the, the water real quick or whatever. <laughs> um do you, th- do you think that coach, and I don't know how many other programs do it, you know, it uh, could be a bunch, but that if coaches are working with athletes over the summer, especially as we get deeper into the summer, into July and August, preparing for fall sports and everything, that uh, whether it's a beach activity or doing something at a park or doing whatever else, that co- high school coaches in the area um, could not only help their athletes prepare physically, but mentally and emotionally as well for the season ahead team bonding activities and other things that you can still have fun in the summer. You know, it's technically, I guess, a practice, but you're still having fun. You're playing with your teammates. You're getting better at the same time, but you're having fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I think it's, I mean, I think philosophically I, every coach is going to be different. Every program is going to be different, but yeah, I I think so because I think one of the things that is really important is to, to create that kind of culture of like, team building or trust, right? Like, yeah, you're working, but you're having fun, right? You're doing different things. It's not all a job or maybe it's work, but you don't feel like it's work, but you're also getting time to know each other, mm. right? You're building relationships, right? You're getting to know each other versus coming in, hitting the ground, and it's all work, 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 right? And so I think from a from a coaching perspective, that could be really Valuable to go back to what you were saying about like doing other things, right? Like, yeah, like go out and go to the beach, like you know, playing like spike ball or going to the the, the school and 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 shooting hoops or whatever, like. Those different things as an athlete, like giving your body different movement patterns and different like ways to have fun and just enjoy it and not make it be like a job is a good way to train for what you're actually doing. So there's there's a lot of value into doing things that are just not strictly like on the field, you know, what we, what you'd consider to be typical training.
0: Or even on your own. If you have a yeah. swimming pool or you feel like going to the beach, go swimming, you know, it's it's exercise, it's working yep. out, but you know, you're going to having fun, even yep. if you're, whatever, you're doing cannonballs in the pool, whatever else. I mean, <laughs> I you could yeah. have fun while doing it too. It's, <laughs> it's a way of, you know, yeah. having fun, relaxing, getting, you know, refreshing dip in the water. So, I mean, yeah, a beach volleyball. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, yeah. there's some different things uh, to do. Absolutely. I think. Still ha- have that, that are uh, cater to that, um that competitor, that athlete within, but also have fun at the same time where it doesn't feel like you're. Practicing, I,
1: I, and I think that's. Uh, but I, but I think that that's. You know, I think that's a really important point because I, I think one of the things that that seems to be a trend is that like, I think the idea that you know sports are very very serious now, and that the idea of having fun is secondary to, you know, performance and winning and losing. And listen, it, it, of course, winning should be important, right? It's com- competition, right? Like you yeah. want to win, but if it's not fun then then it kind of defeats the purpose, and I think that's where a lot of the kids that I work with are not having fun they you know they're it's like a job to them and they feel like they have to always be on and it, it leads to burnout a lot of times, and that's what we don't want. We want kids to continue on and play.
0: you know we, we've talked a lot about what athletes should uh, or be thinking about doing this summer, but I mean, I guess whether they're going all in, they want to do something this summer or but for the athletes, I guess who are you know they play sports they want to play at the next level or maybe they don't whatever it is but they don't want to take part in in, in a travel league or a rec league they just let's just say there's athletes out there who just want to work out this summer maybe they lift a couple days a week maybe they go for a run or a bike ride or you know go for long walks in the park or around their neighborhood or whatever they just want to do stuff to keep in shape over the summer because they want to also have fun could that be a you know a big help mentally as well. Just you know what I need this summer to kind of clear my head. You know, get myself reset emotionally and mentally. Maybe I need my body to recover over the summer to get ready for the grind of a fall season or whatever else that. Um, that there's benefits to just enjoying a summer vacation off where you're not actively playing games or in practices.
1: Yeah, I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is, one, I think, you know, that decision, if you were to make that decision to take a summer off from competition and just really focus on, you know, just sort of taking a break or, or just focus on your training away from your sport, like, I think it's one, like, thinking about that decision before you make it, right? Am I going to be okay with this? And then committing to it, right? Like, I'm committed to the idea that I'm going to take a couple of months off. I'm not going to regret it. Like, I'm going to just embrace it and try to get the most out of it versus going, well, I want to take a break, but like, I'm always in the back of my head thinking I need to be out there playing, right? If that's going to be the way you're thinking about it, and you're going to regret that you weren't competing, well, then maybe you should be competing, right? Because like, You don't want that to be stressful either, right? Mm. So, I mean, it just kind of speaks to, like, we all have choices to make. And I think a lot of times we just make emotional decisions rather than really thinking through, like, what are the pros and cons of me playing versus not playing? Like, does this make sense? Like, is it better or not? And I think a lot of times we just decide and we assume or we just do something in an emotional way rather than taking a step back and looking at it logically.
0: What would your advice be for parents of at, uh, the high school athletes this summer to um, do every to help them do whatever everything that we've been talking about this uh, so far here uh, um, during this conversation with whatever? Maybe they're they know they have an athlete who's going to be in games this summer. Maybe they're playing rec league, travel ball, whatever, or maybe they know they have a bunch of trips coming up or vacation or you know other things going on that they could help their sons and daughters keep on task, you know keep working out, get ready for the fall you know do their you know usual washing of the dishes and cutting of the grass and stuff like that but also to have fun this summer and help them uh, try and prevent those days where they're becoming anxious or overstressed and everything so how can parents help in that sense coach their sons and daughters at home to you know be the best that they could be this summer enjoy the summer but also find ways to work hard too.
1: I mean, you know, I think first and foremost, I think it's is communication, right? Understanding what they want, what they're going through, try to sort of get a feel for like where they're at and constantly communicating about like what their priorities are. What's the family priority? Are we on the same page? Right. Like just that communication a lot of times is, is huge because sometimes one hand's not talking to the other. And then there's a conflict, and that creates stress in the system, right? So just being able to communicate is one. I think two is letting your your kid, to a certain extent, make their own decisions, right? You may not always agree, what you th- you know, with their decision, what you think is best for them. And listen, there are certain situations where obviously as a parent, you've got to step in and say no, right? If you think your child's in danger or they're really doing harm to themselves. But I think sometimes we can disagree knowing that the athlete or the young person is the one who really knows himself the best and if they want to do something right as long as it's within reason you know let them do it and take a step back as hard as it might be if you disagree with that as a parent like let them figure it out for themselves because they're trying to assert their independence they're trying to keep their motivation right if they feel like they're being told what to do it could be demotivating right you'd almost rather let them make choices that aren't optimal but Mm. at least they are motivated by it because it's their choice right it's like it's if it's not my idea it's a dumb one right like that's motivation (laughs) in a nutshell right if i believe that i want to do this and it's important to me i'm going to go do it versus no someone told me to do this and i don't want to do it because it's not what i want to do right so like let them make their own choices and then you know get try to get comfortable (laughs) with being okay with Mm. like okay this is the way it's going to go like i'm just there to support them
0: Mike as we as we wrap up here just to I guess recap in a way as well what are, what are your biggest pieces of advice for athletes this summer as you know we head through the month of June and towards July and everything about uh you know how to take them mo- or make the most out of this summer ahead
1: yeah I mean I think you know first and foremost I would say reflect on this past season year what did I do well right what went well like Because I think a lot of times we look at the off-season or we just look at improvement in general and say, like, what didn't I do well? What do I need to get better at? And focus on that. You might say, hey, what did I do really well? I want to do more of that, right? I might not focus on, like, hey, I need to get better at these 10 things. Like, I just want to do this one thing really well, and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep investing in it, right? So reflection. I think that's really, really important. I think we we overlook it. I think the the second thing is just that idea about decision-making, right? Think about what you want to do, what your priorities are, what your values are, what your goal is, and then commit to actions, activities in the summer that reflect that, right? Like, where do I want to go? What do I want to be? And commit to it and not second guess yourself because, you know, there's never going to be perfect information and we're never going to make perfect choices. It's just a matter of saying, like, this is what I think is most important and go with it and don't, you know, don't beat yourself up, you know, just sort of go with it. Yeah.
0: There we go. Mike, good stuff as always. Appreciate having you on.
1: Thank you so much, Ben.
0: That is Mike Huber, certified mental performance coach based in Monmouth County, also host of the Freshman Foundation podcast as we preview summertime for the high school athletes here in the Shore Conference and really everywhere. Timeless advice for all high school athletes out there. Please uh, share this advice along with them. More Shore Sports Talk, uh, 94.3 The Point, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management right after this.
1: Let's face it. Investment concepts and financial planning can be very intimidating and confusing. Shoreline Wealth Management addresses that feeling head on. Their goal is to educate you while offering financial advice without buzzwords and jargon. Shoreline includes you in the process and makes you comfortable every step of the way on your path to financial freedom. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit Shoreline Wealth Wealth.com for more information today. Shoreline Wealth Management, with offices in Manchester and Manahawkin. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.